Okay, I'm not going to put God on hold for that, but y'all know what I'm saying. But this goes back to my original point, is that um, I guess I can do it this way, is that when you come to church in the natural, it looks like this. You know, you kind of come here and, and you got to climb, you got to move forward and, and you got to climb. And depending on how, we climb, on how we climb, on this first step will be a certain amount of things that can be passed out. And, 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 and maybe in order to get to this step, it might require you to push past a barrier that takes about anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes of engagement. Okay, but then there's another step. It's some higher things, some deeper things, some things that need to be uprooted, okay? And, and, and there are blessings and prophecies and divine direction and powers and light and revelation on this step, but this step might take 30 minutes to get to. Y'all follow me so far? And, and then you got another step in the invisible realm, and it can be looked at as steps, or it can also be looked at as barriers and dimensions. And, and there's another step, you know, and this might be the step where the glory is passed out. What we mean by that is because, you know, we got a lot of religious lingo in the church. Folks are like, what is the glory? Okay. That's when you don't have to ask God for nothing. He just shows up and gives you what he wanted you to have before you ever sinned. So here, yeah, you, you're going to have to pay a price for this. Your knees going to be hurt. And you're gonna, now, guess what? Depending on the level of the engagement of the congregation, it could take 15 minutes to get to this step. Or it could take 10. To get here, it could take 30 minutes or it could take 15. To get up here, it could take 45 minutes or it could take three hours. And then, now this, you have some congregations that they so unclean, if they go in for five hours, he won't let them get to the first step. And remember this, with each step, the power is greater. And what God will control, that's what it means, order my steps. God will order your steps and he will control your steps and he may just keep you here. I know you want to go here, but I can't. You're too unclean. And the power of God is always designed to destroy darkness. And that's why typically you don't see great move of gods with big churches. It's too many people unclean. You always see great move of gods with a small group. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create something that the world has never seen where you have a move of God with a big group. Because if I can get the big group to operate like that, then maybe when we come together, I can get here in two minutes. Because in heaven, it's always on. I wish I'd have been taught this stuff when I was five-year-old, daydreaming while the Reverend was preaching the same sermon every single Sunday. I just wish. Y'all good? All right. We're just going to read these scriptures. I'm going to jump. 2 Chronicles 7, 12 through 14. Because one of the things, that, and I wasn't trying to rush Lisa, it's just that I'm trying to make sure I get in something that the Lord wanted me to make clear this morning. Because one of the things that he showed, told me was, he said, there are a lot of people that don't know what sin is. Always remember this, first of all. The, the simplest definition of sin is to miss the mark. That's what it means. So, so um, if I take you to the gun range, how many of you know that whenever you go to the gun range or the arrow range, bow and arrow range, how many of you know you're always supposed to shoot for the bullseye? You don't gonna be going up in there like the little gangster movies, just popping off stuff like that. That's movies. That's not how you're supposed to shoot a gun sideways. Only fools do that. Okay? You're supposed to hold a firearm a particular way and you just aim for the bullseye. 
So guess what? Every time you miss the bull's eye, you have sinned. Because you missed the mark. Even if you were shooting for it, you still sin. That's why you have sins of omission and sins of commission. You have sins that you did on purpose, and you have sins that you did, and you didn't know it was sin. Okay? But you, you shoot for the bullseye, and if you miss it, you've missed the mark. So guess what? There is a bullseye when it comes to relationships. A man that's born that way and a woman that's born that way marry each other. When you do it that way, you have hit the bullseye. Any other way, you have missed the mark and you have now sinned. When it comes to unforgiveness, okay, Bible says forgive those that forgive you, no matter what they did, and that can be hard. The forgiveness is about you, not about them. Once you forgive them, you have released me to deal with them, but if you won't forgive them, you have not become their God. Okay, so if you refuse to forgive, you have not hit the bullseye, you have missed the mark. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So the, God, the Bible talks about how you're supposed to do things a particular way. And that's why if you keep the commandments, you hit the bullseye. Any area where you are not keeping the commandments, you are sinning because you missed the bullseye or the mark that God set for you to hit. Y'all got that? So that's the purest definition of sin. But then you have the things that we do that cause uncleanliness and cause you to get off that road. And when you get over into sin, you invite invisible creatures to come and torment you, live on inside of you. The list goes on and on and on and on. So I'm going to just read these. Y'all ready? <laughs> you know, I laugh. Some of the stuff that happened in one church service here happened. Won't happen. Never mind. Let me just be quiet. Second Chronicles 7, 12. Sometimes you come to church, man, you're like, man, this is enough to carry me for the whole month. No, it's not. Be here next Sunday. Second Chronicles 7, 12 through 14. Then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls. That's called economic downturn. Or I might command grasshoppers to devour, to devour your crops. Crops. It actually has to do with you've gotten so off track, God allows the dark side to mess with you. Okay, that's why Revelation talks about demonic grasshoppers. Okay, or look at this third one. Or I'll send plagues among you. Okay, we're right in the midst of one right now. And then if my people, he didn't say the sinners, because they, they ain't about to change nothing. They can't. They're not even right standing with me. And the Bible says God does not hear the prayer of a sinner unless it is the prayer of repentance. If my people, why? Because they're the ones acting a fool. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, number one, and pray, number two, and seek my face, which is longevity in prayer, and turn from their wicked ways. This is my people that need to turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Three things. He said, so we got a graphic here. It says, my people call by my name. You got to humble yourself, pray, seek your face, and turn from sin. Those are four things you need to do. Some people just pray. Uh, well, you know, he said, you got to pray and humble yourself. Humble yourself means you're doing this, you recognize it's wrong, so you don't keep on doing it for six months to see if you can buy time. If you do that, that's pride. Jesus said, why you say you love me and don't do what I say? So humble yourself means, oh, okay, oh, I'm sorry, Lord, I now recognize that this was wrong, which means I'm going to humble myself and stop. Everyone say stop. stop. Humble yourself, pray, seek my face. Seek my face has to do with, Lord, what is my purpose? What is my destiny? Speak to me, Lord. Take me to heaven, Jesus. Those are dangerous too. Turn from your sin. And then he said, if you do that, I'll do three things. Next graphic. I will listen to you because God hears you. He just turns, he just chooses to do whether or not he won't listen or not. He said, I'll forgive you, 
And then my favorite part is after I forgive you. See, this is how good God is. You can act a fool for 40 years. I'm sorry, Lord. I've been, I've been a, a prideful fool for 40 years. But I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek your face. And I'm going to stop sinning. And it says, okay, Lord. And the Lord says, all right. Well, now that you've done that, you've obeyed the command. And now that you obeyed the command, I got to obey my part. So now I got to bring restoration to your life. How many know it would be good enough if God just forgave you and said, okay, you can start from here. He said, no, you're going to start from here, but I'm going to also try to restore what you lost for the man, please. And you can go out there and live for the devil. Be my guest. Hebrews 12, 14. Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy won't even see the Lord, let alone get to heaven. That's a very dangerous scripture. Those who do not live holy will not see the Lord. Can you imagine living your life for eternity and you've never seen Jesus, but you heard about him for eternity? Mm -mm. Isaiah 35, 5. When he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. And a great road will go through that once deserted land and it will be named the highway of holiness evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never step foot on it. Psalm 29.1 King James. Give unto the Lord O you mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory that is due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. I'm going to say something. Everybody say, he going deep. This is a deeper point, and I can bring this up later when we get into deeper stuff. Most people have never been told that you are forming the level of your beauty based on how you live every day. The real you is not this physical body that they have named a particular race. The real you is on the inside of that ugly thing. And no matter how fine you think you are, you ain't seen fine until you get the other one. Okay? But you are actually, so watch this, because I've studied this stuff too long, so I'm always trying to back off of it and not go down the route. But in heaven, when, you, when everybody gets the new one, we'll be able to tell what type of lifestyle you live just by how you look. I'm trying to live in such a way when my wife sees me, she faint every time before he turned it. <laughs> Jesus, how come you couldn't do this when I was on planet Earth? That's oh, what I plan on doing. See, there are lower forms of it. <laughs> <They're> lower, <laughs> I need to stop. There are lower forms of it like in the military. You can look at a military man and instantly tell what level he's on. Why? Because they, they make sure. Police officers, firefighters, they, they do the uniforms in such a way you can just glance at them. Oh, man, that's a high-ranking official right there. But you only get one shot. But it's a, One thing is, if you didn't messed up your shot, how many know the Lord will restore you? I've been doing the right thing and I'm still trying to get restoration. I remember one lady, she said uh, she, she was taken to heaven and, um, and the angel that was with her, she said, was really frail and kind of skinny. And she was kind of upset because she noticed how many other angels were big and strong 
So she finally asked the angel, she said, why are these other angels big and strong and I see some that are smaller? And she said, why are you so weak? He said, because I represent what type of Christian lifestyle you live. He said, because you spend so much time doing other stuff, I have to sit still. How many know, when you just sit around, you start getting out of shape? Sedentary. This stuff is deep. I got some, the book of the month, by the way, we'll show that later. You ain't gonna show that now. Remind me to tell you about the book of the month. It's called the final crest, the trilogy. All that, every sentence in there is telling you stories like that. Revelation 22, 11 through 12. Let the one who is doing harm continue to do harm. Let the one who is vile continue to be vile. Let the one who is righteous continue to live righteous. And let the one who is holy continue to be holy. Look, I'm coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay everybody according to what they did. So guess what Jesus is saying? Go ahead and do your own thing. Just recognize that one day I'm going to ring your doorbell. Dingity dong, I'm here to give you a reward for how you've been living for the last 60 years, dog. <laughs> Isaiah 59, 1 through 3. Listen, the Lord's arm is not too weak to save you, nor is his ear too deaf to hear your prayer. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because of your sins, he has turned away and will not listen to you anymore. Your hands are the well, your hand your hands are the hands of murderers, and your fingers are filthy with sin. Your lips are full of lies, and your mouth spews corruption. That's why he mentioned hands and fingers, and he mentioned mouth and lips. Your hands and fingers represent your sinful actions. Your mouth and your lips represent your sinful words. Matthew 12, 36. This is rebuke month. And hey, remember this, folk. You're supposed to feel sad. Hey, how many know? If you will be honest with you, how many know that there have been times in your life, some of you are like, yeah, today is my day. Okay? How times in your life where you needed to be told off? Because you had just got beside yourself. And I don't see many hands. They're just trying to be acting like they grew up Presbyterian and Catholic and they were best friends with the Pope and that they Jesus' third cousin on their mama's side and all that type of stuff. And they came out the womb full of the Holy Ghost. But I know I needed to be put in check a couple of times. At least a couple. I mean, God put me in, it's two times God put me in check. And um, I didn't like that. But the Bible says God only chastises those that you love. So do you know that if you're sitting up here this morning feeling bad, it's only because God loves you. If you don't feel nothing, the Bible says, it might be because you are, never mind. I have to be careful when I use that word because... <clears throat> Matthew 12, 36. I tell you this, you must give it an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. I think I might need to get myself a television screen right above my bed so that every single time I wake up in the morning, I see that scripture. Because how many know that's a scripture that's easy to forget? And think about that. Every word that you speak you're going to give an account for it if it wasn't a word that Jesus would speak. People are like, man. And people put it in a the category. They think it's just like bad words of profanity. No, when you speak negative about yourself, that's just as bad as profanity. When you speak mad about your husband, he ain't going to never be nothing. Speak bad about your kids, you know, and, and he's a heathen. Jesus would say that about your kid. Your child might be acting like a heathen. Y'all know what I'm saying. And there's so many things that you say, I ain't going to never make it. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and you know what I was going to say? Now, why did you think it was okay to say that? 
and you were my child, made in my image, after my likeness. And I gave you 66 books to tell you how to talk. And I gave you the Holy Ghost that convicted you when you talked wrong. And I gave you a pastor that acted crazy, but he told you the truth. James 3, 7 through 10. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Our key word is no man can tame the tongue. Do you know that the more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more you're taming your tongue? If you can, if you can learn how to pray an unknown language you never learned, it'll become easier for you to control the speech that you did learn. Sometimes your tongue praises our Lord and Father, and then sometimes it curses those who've been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring forth out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Everyone say, stop cussing. People, and then when you tell people to stop cussing, well, you know the Lord is still working with me. No, you're not. No, you're not. That's you. You just want to act a fool. Because let me, you know, it's amazing. You know, if, you know what? If there was a penalty that was instant when it came to sin, nobody would sin. Serious. I mean, I had to be, I mean, most, probably everybody, just about everybody in this room has committed a sin. But if there was a sin that you lost an eye as soon as you had sex with somebody you weren't married to, man, please. Now, it's always one fool that would be blind. See two time, see two fine Jesus. I'm a, it's always one fool. It's always one. But if you cussed and the penalty was, you wouldn't be allowed to speak for a month. So don't say what you can't do. You do it because you want to. Because it makes you feel better. But that's deception, because you're not, it's not making you feel better. You just have a temporary release for a moment. And then it produces a bigger issue. Ephesians 4.25. Stop telling lies. Stop telling lies. Let me tell you something. Do you, when, lying is one of the things that makes you real close to the devil because the Bible says that the devil is the father of lies. Whenever you lie, even if it's about something small, but I might get fired. Get fired, then Lord bless you with a job making twice. Let me tell you something. If you get fired for telling the truth, you don't think God is going to bless you with something better because of that level of integrity. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all part of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief... Quit stealing. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? Some, there's some of, you know, I hard to say this, but some people in here, you're like, I don't, I don't steal. There are some people that they are guilty of stealing one thing more than anything else. They steal time. They pay you to do a job for eight hours but you're on social media for nine. Now, some of you have jobs where you can get away with that. You understand what I'm saying? We're not talking about you're waiting for a call to come in 
on the call center. You know what I'm saying? Or you've done your work for the day. We're not talking about all that. You know. Right. Sitting up here having me explaining this mess. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work. Good, hard work. Let me give a. Here's the interpretation. Good hard work. Why? So that you can have money to give generously to others in need. Uh oh. Don't use foul or abusive language. It's two separate things foul language and abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful. Everything you say. Parents, quit saying, my child needs double the amount of prayer. No, they don't. Quit embarrassing your child that way. Yes. Especially in front of me. Don't introduce your, new, don't introduce your cousins to me. And yeah, she's my cousin. He, 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 he needs special prayer. He needs all the Holy Ghost. If he needed it, it's because uh, he needed it because of you. You ever seen a young man come to an altar and give his life to Christ? And the mama standing there, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. The man don't even want to go to heaven now. You're embarrassing him so bad up at the altar. <laughs> He's just standing there like, Jesus, could you make my mama sit down? You touch my heart, but she embarrassing me in front of these 2,000 people. I just see me sitting there just crying on the inside. All right, let me go ahead and finish this. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. That's a sad thing when the Holy Spirit weeps because of the way that you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption and get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander as well as as well as all types of evil behavior okay now let me tell you what you should be oh good um, we got a few more but i'm gonna just read them but i'm gonna give you this one story years ago at the church i was at in detroit i was standing in the back of the sanctuary and a guy that i went to high school with showed up in the back I thought he had been invited to the church i said hey what's going on man uh, said, welcome to the church man you uh who invited you and this is the day we'll do it this is exactly how he said it uh yeah um I'm actually not really here for the church. He said, I came here to see what y'all told my girlfriend. He was a drug dealer. And she lived with him. And somebody invited her to church. She went, heard the message, and went home. Well, they had an altar call. She gave her life to Christ. Went home, walked in the door, didn't say nothing to him. She just walked in the door and started packing her bags. Just start packing her bags, put all her stuff in suitcase and bags, and 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 he thought she was cleaning. And so when he saw her pack, he said, What you doing? This is the only thing she said. I ain't going to hell for nobody. Amen. She left the house. And and see, remember this, you get the opposite of what you reject. So if you accept perversion, you get the you, you accept perversion, okay, you, you, know, you reject God's right way, you only get the wrong. You reject the wrong way, and eventually you get the right. 
she rejected that type of man. And the Lord sent a man that was very similar to him. It's just that he was on the right side. And they both serve in the ministry today because of what she rejected. And God will let you reject it and then he'll let you be alone to see if you're going to be serious about the rejection. And then when he sees, oh, I see, you're going to live for me for real. Whether you're going to be single or married, you're going to live for me. Then he'll bring you whatever you want. But it's that period of time when you by yourself and the devil tell you, don't nobody want you. Don't nobody want you. And I have seen some crazy stuff. I don't care how many kids you got. I don't care if one of them is handicapped. I don't care if one of them is mentally impaired. I've seen several cases of women that had five or six kids and some of the kids were mentally impaired and God sent a single man with no kids with a degree and married the girl. Because when God's got something for you, it's meant to make a mockery of anything that you did in the past to show that God will restore. He don't restore based on whether or not you got kids or not or whether you got in debt or not or whether you made mistakes or not. Restoration, man, what does restoration mean if he ain't supposed to bring it back around? Well, you know, I got all these mistakes. Uh, restoration is restoration. And the restoration is meant to swallow up your mistakes. Luke 6.45. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. Key. Treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say and do, by the way, flows from what's in your heart. Why you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Here's the problem why some people came sinning. You didn't spend the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years packing in darkness. Pack it in darkness, watching darkness, listening to darkness, living in the darkness, at the club with folk living in darkness, putting darkness on the inside of your body in the form of drinks, smoking darkness, trying darkness, experimenting with darkness, cussing darkness. You've been doing all of that, all of that. And so guess what? Didn't even know that you were building a huge treasury on the inside of you. It's like, it's like putting money in a bank account every single day. And watch this. And now you got $150,000 worth of sin in your account. And then somebody tells you, um, based on your deposit, sir, and we're looking at your bank account, uh, this says you're going to hell. <laughs> but Jesus said he'll save you. You mean in spite of all of this stuff I deposited in this bank account, he's willing to forgive me of all of this? Yeah, he's going to forgive you of it, but you got to clean it out after he forgave you. So watch this. So the Lord says, okay, you got $150,000 worth of sin in your bank account. What I'm going to do is, is that I'm going to forgive you and forget about what's in the account. But it will be your job to get out of the account what you put in. So you give your life to Christ but you still got all of this sin and gunk on the inside of you that you put in based on all your experiences. And so guess what? It's going to be hard for you for a minute. So you got to spend a whole bunch of time praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. The Bible says it builds you up. Praying in tongues burns that stuff off. You got you to read the Bible like it's the only book in the planet. You got to read the Bible like you're the only Christian in the planet. And in one year, God is going to ask you to teach the whole planet. Because, you know, I used the example in the class yesterday, that hourglass that you can turn up, they use it with chess, and, and it's full, and it starts draining out strand by strand. That's what you got to do. You got to let all that stuff drain out, drain out, drain out. You got to pack the word in you, 
pack the word in you. I don't understand it. Doesn't matter. I don't understand how water cleanses the body, refreshes all of the organs and all of that type of stuff. But how I many know you don't have to understand water? All you got to do is drink. I don't understand when you go to the gym that you get on the machine and you exercise and your and your and your and your heart rate increases and blood circulates and it starts burning off fat out of your arteries and out of all of the parts of the body and you I don't understand how you can lift weights, go home sore and then come back stronger. You ain't got to understand that. All you got to do is what? Do it. The word is power. Bypass the stuff you don't understand. Get a get an easier reading, like New New Living Translation. Read it. You got to read it for hours to get that gunk out because you're trying to catch up with lost time. And while you're reading it, the Bible says, don't be conformed to the world. Don't look like it. Don't act like it. It says, be transformed into something else by the renewing of your mind. You got to make, when it says renew, when you were born, your mind was new. Now it's had 50 years of corruption. Now you got to spend time in the word to make your mind new again the way it was before it first sinned. And while you're doing it, the television will be calling your name. Netflix and everybody else hang up on folk start getting the word all of a sudden now you got friends who want to call you what you doing and, and, and don't even answer the phone that's what people that are around me that have been talking to me they'll tell you this is my constant thing phone ring nope that should be your constant thing you should be what should, you should be saying one thing more than hello. Nope. <laughs> Ephesians 5.11. Oh, and then we go into the other part and we've done. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness because they're worthless. Worthless. Can you imagine having $150,000 worth of sand in your account and can't buy nothing with it? Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them because it, it didn't say it's sinful. It said it's shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. I still don't have the full revelation of that yet. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You don't even belong to yourself. For God bought you. With Think about that. God owns you. And if he owns you, he got a right to tell you what to do. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Matthew 5, 28. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. He didn't say if he looked at a woman. He said if he looked at a woman with lust. Now, single men, they're supposed to be looking all day long. You're supposed to be looking. You're supposed to go past aisle seven and be like, whoa. I think I'm going to be interested in some soup today. You're supposed to do that. This is what a married person is supposed to do. Go past aisle seven. Oh, wow, she's nice. The ladies don't even appreciate me saying she's nice. Y'all play too many games. All of the married men in here see fine and all the married women in here see fine. You can see fine all day long. You see all type of nice cars on the street. Oh, that's a nice color. Don't mean I'm supposed to buy it. Oh, Lord, they kind of quiet here. <laughs> 29. So what it's talking about is you, you see a woman and now you're daydreaming about what it's like to be with her. That's what it's talking about. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out, throw it away. 
It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown in hell. If your hand, even your strong hand, causes you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. It's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown in hell. Jesus said, you better do whatever is necessary to stop sinning. And sometimes that means you might have to turn the cable off. I know people, I know men that just threw the computer away. There won't be no technology for me for a while. Y'all know what I'm saying? And it ain't that deep. No, it's deeper than that. Hebrews 13, 4. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Fornication and immorality is, is y'all, there's only one sex. A man that was born that way and a woman that was born that way. And then they get married and have sex. Anything outside of that, the Bible puts in the category of immoral. Period, no matter what. So I have to go through this long laundry list. What about this? What about this? I don't have to do it. What about this? And what about that? I saw something. They just keep figuring out. Then when the Bible talks about how in the last days they would figure out new and wonderful ways to sin. I saw something. This part, they got what they call a Republican nod, which means they go to the, that particular party and they say, I want to run for office. And they say, Okay, we have all agreed that you can go ahead and run for office. It's called a nod. Okay, this person. That's, yeah, I had to be safe. I just had to be blunt, though. This person, this is unbelievable. This is on the Fox News app, top story. This person ran as a, let me get it right, transsexual, Satanist, anarchist. Republican. I told you they crazy on both sides, didn't I? So, so, so they ran as a transsexual, Satanist, anarchist. And you know how everybody has a campaign slogan? Hers was, F the police. <laughs> we going to hell, boy, I'm telling you, over this foolishness. And then got the nod. And then when she, which is actually a he, got the nod, they said, I just proved to you why your system is broken. And the fact that you would let somebody like me actually run and give me the nod to do it. <laughs> and then said, by the way, I'm still running. To prove that you I don't even know how to receive that. A transsexual Satanist, you are he. He calls herself he, she, she, he, she male. You're going to let a she male, that's a Satanist. And an anarchist that burns down building run. Yeah, okay, we, you got our approval. Under the campaign slogan. <laughs> NWA would be quite proud today, wouldn't they? They don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he did I even read Hebrews 13 4 give out of the marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery it says God will surely judge I don't need that in my life I should say I don't need that in my life I don't need that in my eternity y'all couple more we done 1 Corinthians 6 9 you need to hear these this is why you're supposed to be reading the Bible you're supposed to read that ooh this is me I gotta stop not, I'm going to pray about this. Ain't nothing to pray about. 
1 Corinthians 6, 9, 11. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourself. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or are abusive or cheat people. None of these people will make it in. Watch this. See how many amens I got. Some of you used to be like that. It says, but see how it talks past sense? See, y'all used to be like that. You should say, yeah, from now on, I'm going to be like that too. But you are, you were cleansed. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. That's supposed to be your past, not your present and definitely not your future. Okay. And guess what? Sometimes you just, what do I do? Nothing. Just stop. It's just, just like you quit a job. I don't believe in giving them no tea with notice. So you say, oh, no, that's out of order. No, it's not. How many know when they're ready to let you go, they ain't going to give you no two-week notice? <laughs> See, me and him will be the ones walking off the job together. That's why both his fiance and my wife always look at each other like these two fools. They ain't going to give you no two-week notice. They're going to give you a pink slip. They're going to tell you that day, go clean your drawer. So when I'm ready to leave, guess what I'm doing? I'm not even going to clean up my drawer because it's y'all stuff. I was sitting right out there in that hot sun at that car dealership. And, and this is the deep part. The manager just told me. He said, Arthur, we need you. I got you, sir. And I stood out there in that hot parking lot. All right. Yeah, you know you can see my face. Maggie didn't know me for a while. I got to looking at all them cars. I don't even like the cars. Standing out there in this hot sun in his suit. My family at home but at, at, in Detroit. Standing out there, and, 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 and one day I was just standing there, and I did just like this. Well, this is it. I didn't even let them know I was gone. They still looking for me today. Got right in my car. I don't believe in nobody in a two-week notice. No, not for them type of jobs. Now, if you had a place of integrity and all that's happened, that's a wonderful relationship with them. Cool. Hey, man, I got to go. I'm just letting y'all know. Boom, boom, boom. But no, no. I don't even know how I got on that. Galatians 5.19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. I'm going to stop here. The Bible says that you're, you are not a body. You are a spirit and you live in a body. And let me read it first. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry. Idolatry is anything you put ahead of God. Sorcery. It's just put in a category of witchcraft. Hostility. You're just a hostile individuals, ready to set it off. I can't stand to see women do this. They get mad and they get the Stop all that clapping. We ain't at a concert. I don't know what I'd have started. Y'all know what some of y'all have been doing. Stop all that foolishness. 
Learn to have an argument with someone and keep your voice low and stop all of those antics because all it's going to do is rile the other person up. Next thing you know, y'all cussing each other out. Next thing you know, y'all both trying to choke each other out. Then y'all in the back of the police car, now I'm talking about y'all sorry. Stop all that clapping. Hostility, quarreling. Folks, they just got to argue all the time. They just can't listen for a second. They just got to argue. Jealousy. Can't nobody else have nothing if you ain't got it. Outburst of anger. Selfish ambition. Dissension. Dissension is you can't be with the group. You got to be by yourself. Them for the folk that they get, they don't come to church. They worship God at home. That's called dissension. Division. They here, but they messing up everybody. Envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I told you before, anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. But there are laws against the others. And that's why when it comes to all of these sins that I've been mentioning... When you do them, you are breaking spiritual law. And when you break spiritual law, it's different than natural law. Natural law, you break it, they arrest you. Spiritual law, you break it, and the demons come for you. And that's why it says this other stuff that God came up with, says there's no law against that. First Thessalonians 4.3 God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God in his ways. Joel 1.13. I got three more, but I may stop here. Yeah, I'm going to stop here. No, I'm not. It's only three. This is your attitude, y'all, for this rest of this month and your rest of your life. This is a month of consecration and holiness. Next, week we're, next weekend, we're going into a fast. I'm not going to show that video. I'm going to show it next weekend. But this needs to be your attitude. Dress yourself and dress yourself in burlap and weep. It means an outward sign of I recognize that I'm off and I'm wrong. Well, you who serve before the altar, come spend the night in burlap, you ministers of my God, for there is no grain or wine to offer at the temple of your God because of how you live it. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bring the leaders and all the people of the land into the temple of the Lord your God and cry out to him there. Why? Because the day of the Lord is near. The day when destruction comes from the Almighty and how terrible that day will be. Those days are upon us now. Deuteronomy 5.29 This is God's day. When you daydream is one thing. This is how God daydreams. Oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep my commandments always that it might be well with them and with their children forever. While you sit in God daydreaming about what you would get if you lived right. And the last scripture, Deut Deuteronomy 5.32. So Moses told the people, you must be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God, following his instructions in every detail. Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you are all about to enter and occupy. And God always has something that he wants you to take over. Can't. Because when you're in sin, your defenses are down. Because <laughs> you're in league with the one that's taking over the territory. Okay? So, 
And let me say something. I, was, I needed to go into some other things because of the things that are getting ready to happen into the planet. This is a very critical month. If you haven't got this book called The Harbinger Part 2 by Jonathan Kahn, it'll help you understand the hour that we are in. My wife was reading it yesterday. All, all I could hear was, mm. Mm. Because the book is crazy. When you read it, how many of you started reading that book? How many keep your hand up if that's the craziest thing that you have ever read? How many keep your hand up if it's scaring you? You're like, all of this? My wife and I were talking about this morning. A, a harbinger is something that happens to show you that something else is going to happen. So the book talks about these harbingers. Like, for example, when, these, when the movie star died and the sports figure died, those were harbingers. We just haven't been able to figure out. Those two gentlemen died for a specific reason. I'm not saying it was God. I'm just saying that when they died, it meant something. And, and there's so much going on. The Lord is trying to get... You know what the Lord is doing? Since you won't believe the Bible, I'm going to just use the stuff around you. And then I'm going to pick one of my servants to show you what all of these things mean. And when you read it, you're going to freak out. You're going to be like, are you serious right now? Okay. So this is a time of consecration, a time for you to get your life right, a time for you to do these things. Because your time is very short. And when it ends, now you've got to step into an eternity where the only excuse that you will have is the Bible. And Jesus said, I'm not even going to judge you. He said, the word will. Did you do this? Mm-mm. Why? They ain't going to ask you why. Bye. And you won't be able to have an excuse because they don't do excuses. Because that thing is only one way, the highway. Y'all, and, and don't get me wrong, I know y'all sitting there like, well, that's how I'm looking every single day too. Because I'm living this and I'm like, mm-mm. I'm trying to get, yeah, that's it. You can take a picture of the book. I'm trying to get every area of my life tight because again, you all, everything that you do, you got to live on. I think I'll say this and then I'm done. I shared this in the class yesterday. Jesus paid the price for you to get into the entrance of heaven. That's why Jesus said, I am the door to just step in. Okay? I paid the price for you to step in the door. But you have to pay the price to determine how you live when you get inside the door. You understand what I'm saying? So how you live, so it ain't gonna be no equal opportunity up there. Equal opportunity was on planet Earth. Because you all had an opportunity. Look, Lord told you, read, read the Bible all, get as much reading, okay? I'm just using the example because I can do this with them. One person reads, the other person doesn't. For years. They both accepted the Lord, then they get to heaven. This one thinking she's going to get the same reward. She got a mansion the size of planet Earth. She ain't even got a house. Everybody didn't get a mansion in heaven. I know who told you that. Jesus said in my father's house are many mansions. Yeah, he didn't say all of them were. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. For you. Your place will match your commitment on planet earth. Now, you know, after we, it took me a minute, y'all, to get my mouth off preachers because I was so mad at them because they weren't teaching us nothing. I'm like, you mean this to tell me it's a whole reward system? I accept Jesus and I get there, but how I live and what I do every day is a reward system that determines, y'all, you go up in Best Buy, mm, I want that 70-inch. Okay, well, that 70-inch costs you $1,000. Ooh, you know how people are. Well, all I got is 500. Well, wonderful. You can, you can go down there now with the 50 inches. 
because watch this based on the money that you have accumulated over time you are only allowed to have that particular item yeah like she said then we expect heaven to be different and, and God is like you didn't know that when you was praying you will accumulate money you didn't know that you were spending time in the word you will accumulate money you didn't know that you were living right and living holy you didn't know that when you were forgiving people when you were giving to the poor when you were serving at the church when you were doing all of these things, you didn't know that you were accumulating the things that you would need to get the things that you want for eternity. When I was reading a book, man was up, pastor went up there, then I got to go, I forgot. Well, I'm good, okay, but I'm still closing. Pastor was caught up to heaven and, and the angels were telling him about this stuff, walking him around. And he said, can I see my house? I didn't even ask that question. I just said, Lord, I'm going to just start working because I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't want to follow that. Hey, all right, you ask him. And then he said it when he asked, the angel said, no, no, you don't need to see that. They kept telling him. I read the book. They said, you don't need to see that. You don't need to see it. And he kept begging. All right, fine. They took him to the house. He said, he rolled up in front of this thing. He said that the sides hadn't even been built yet. It's just a foundation sitting there. He was appalled. He said he got angry in heaven. He said, this, mm-hmm. They said, they said, well, number one, you're not dead yet. They said, we work until your last breath. They said, two, they said, you ain't been doing nothing to give us what we need to build it. And the man said, he stood around and looked at all these angels standing around in different homes that were on different sizes and, and stuff. And, and he said, all of a sudden, he was here something like this. Oh, Alice is down there feeding the poor. We got building materials coming up and they would start building as she was feeding the poor. Linda is down there spending time in prayer. She spent three hours in prayer and didn't know. Three hours of prayer, she was feeding like a fountain. She was feeding materials in the heaven for them to build her mansion with. It's called the law of conversion. What you do there, what you do here is converted to something up there. Real time. Nobody was telling us that. So guess what? That's why you just went to church on Easter and live like the devil on Easter as well as the other days. <laughs> Never realizing every day having got a recording device on you. Real time. One of the worst stories I ever heard was an Indian woman that spent her entire life rescuing Indian girls out of sex slavery. And all of the time that she did it, she built up a huge reward on the other side and a huge memorial on the other side that is sitting there as we speak that she will never enjoy because she rejected Jesus. So the memorial is still there. That's crazy. I don't know. So, so again, I know these things are serious, you all. Guess what? One thing you're not going to be able to tell Jesus. I'm dead serious. Because if you can say this to Jesus, then I'll lose my reward. You're not going to be able to say, well, I didn't have a pastor that told me the truth. You're not going to be able to say that, ever. Not me. Because the Lord has given me the responsibility to tell you the truth. And that's why the Bible tells the preachers, don't look at their faces. That's why sometimes I look down. Because if you look at somebody, they think, oh, he's talking about me. Yeah, I'm talking about you. If I'm talking about you, put the shoe on. And put the other one, because it's buy one, get one free on today. You know what I'm saying? Just... Crap me up with that pretend spirit. You know it's you. <laughs> then you got other folk, when they know it's them, they say, 
uh, Mark Anthony will say, ouch. <laughs> when he's in the service, he just, oh, he just holler out, ouch. Okay. So again, play with it what you want to. Do what you want to. And I've had people leave the church because they didn't like what I said. Don't matter if you like what I said or not. Until you can prove that what I say is wrong, you are a fool. But the Bible talks a lot about fools and some people who love darkness. I don't want to live forever in a place that I never am supposed to even know about. If you want to do that, you be my guest and God will respect your wishes. He is the perfect gentleman. If you want to go to hell, they will pave the road for you and make sure that the engine is working correctly with an oil tune-up if you want to go. And that's the worst thing in the world. I don't know what happened to me the other day. And I had a vision, and the vision was the moment the saints had been caught up to heaven. And it was weird because I'm there, and I can't explain I, I just, I can't even explain the worship. I just, I can't explain. I just can't explain it. You just can't explain how you feel. And, and, and we were, you know how a person will win a game and they carry them around on the shoulders. And everybody was just rejoicing and the music was playing and everybody was just dancing. And we were just jumping on each other's shoulders and flying around and flipping. And, 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 and people had things that they were waving. It was just such a glorious scene that you didn't want to end. And you didn't want to end. I knew that in that place, that at that moment, you remembered the sinner no more. But I wasn't in that place fully. I'm in a vision. So I'm in planet Earth. And so I'm, 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 I'm feeling the joy and the sorrow of those that are in heaven. And, and I'm telling you, when you're there, you will not even remember anybody that even was connected to you. You won't even remember them. The Bible says that. It says the wicked will be remembered no more. I don't want to be in a place, man, forever where they don't even know who I am. They don't, you can't even come get me. You don't even know I'm there. You can't question the Lord about where's Aunt Susie. You know why? Because you don't remember Aunt Susie. You can have that. And all Jesus is telling think about it. Think about how crazy it is when Jesus said, I died for you to live a life higher than the one you're living now. And you want to hang on to the lower level instead of the highway, you want to take the low way? What is wrong with you? But, you know, these punk preachers out here taking everybody to hell. She ain't gonna never be able to accuse Jesus. As soon as you say offer, he's gonna pop smack. No, not that dude. I'm trying to be like Abraham. I know him. That dude governed him house, his household after God. The greatest testimony you all that you should recognize, and this is where I close for real, is that I have six children that serve God. Now don't get me wrong, they are crazy too. Okay. I was just rebuking them the other day. I'm always rebuking them. Okay. So we ain't talking about, because y'all had crazy. And they're teenagers. I mean, no teenagers just like they just bred in them that crazy. So don't get me wrong, but but, but that should tell you something about what I'm living at home. That if I got six teenagers that will get upset if they can't come to church and they serve and they at home praying and they at home in the word. Now granted, I understand that you may, you may not have a testimony yet. You just live your life before them and tap into God fully. See, the only reason I got that is not because I'm some preacher. 
I got that because I lived as 100%. And there were things that I had to humble myself with. There were things that came across my path like, mm, I either got to reject this or realize I've been wrong for 45 years. So again, I always tell people, if you don't like what you see in my kids, know I'm producing the same thing in you. I've had people join this church, the location, they just came there and watched my kids. You can't fake that. And now my kids bringing all these other kids in. For you to go to Austin, location, because you're just like, what is going on over on this side of the congregation? It's like a whole other church forming. Hey, so, y'all good? Let's stand. So I pushed the envelope. Y'all got enough today. We'll still get out at, it was 12.30, but we're gonna make sure we get out at one. I can't wait until we get our other building so I can, man, cause it's coming that and that right soon. So I can act a big time food, just be up in this peace line. Then we have food, cater food in and everything. We just up in the church for six hours, eating and we ain't gonna handle no second service though at three o'clock though, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> All right, let's lift our hands. Lift your hands, close your eyes, bow your head. And if you're here, you don't know the Lord, you want to give your life to Christ, you want to make sure that you're right, you want to rededicate your life, you want to make sure that you're saved, you want to join this church, or you want to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues. Praying in tongues doesn't get you to heaven, but it sure enough brings heaven down to planet Earth. It enables you to do the things that God has asked you to do. Jesus said when you receive that, you receive power, which enables you to live right, enables you to do the right thing. On an extremely high level, the Bible says when you receive that, you are turned into another man. So if you're here and you want prayer on any one of those things, don't hesitate. Just step out and walk towards the back. I have a minister that will take you to a private room and he'll pray with you. So you can make sure that you leave here right with God. He'll forgive you of everything that you've done. Cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You'll leave here a different person. And then God will immediately begin to restore you. Crazy thing about restoration is, is that there are some things that you don't even know you missed out on because they never came your way. That's why so many people, when they give their life to Christ, they get so surprised when things start showing up. Yeah, because God immediately starts restoring you. So if you want prayer on any one of those things, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior.